Welcome to the Wrestling Stable Show, where you don't join, you're chosen. Today is Friday, June 19th, 2020. On today's episode, I'm going to give my opinion on some of the thoughts from WWE legend The Undertaker, as he made his media rounds this week, talking for one of the first times that we remember in history. Um, he gave us a lot of insight. Obviously, he's here to plug um, his big documentary, The Last Ride, which airs its fifth episode, its last episode of this series, this Sunday on the WWE Network. Specifically, I'm going to talk about some of his comments on his stop at McAfee and Hawk Sports Talk. So on that show, he mentioned that one of the biggest success factors in his 30-year illustrious Hall of Fame career was the ability for him to stay in character. And that's something that the new generation really doesn't abide to as much anymore. Especially in the ages of social media, you can see one storyline play out on camera and then they're more their quote unquote real selves on social media. Back in his day, uh, through all of his glory years, we really didn't have that. I think we got Undertaker on Twitter maybe two years ago where we saw him playing Uno cards or something like that. Um, but that, uh, it was very, very rare. And, um, you know, throughout his career, he'd go out to, to dinner or he'd be on TV and he'd be in full character. Uh, you would have no idea that there was this Mark Calloway uh, man behind the character. He always was the Undertaker. Uh, anytime he was out in person, whether whether he was in the ring or you know around the streets, um, you would have no idea. So that really brought up an, an interesting, um, you know, some interesting thoughts to me. So you know, back in the day, one of the things that the legendary Four Horsemen was known for was quote unquote living the character. Uh, so they really had. Uh, the limousines. They really had the jets. They really had uh, the gold watches and the fancy suits and live this crazy party lifestyle. Now, that's probably not the healthiest thing uh, for, you know, you're, if you're building a family, if you have a family at home, but they really lived their gimmick, if you will. Undertaker did the same thing. Uh, for the most part, it was just maybe um, not the wisest of choices that you could make, uh, especially in the horseman's case, but specifically on, I think of, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, some of these other, uh, anti-Americans, uh, especially the ones who were super patriotic and then, you know, turned their back on America. I think, think of Sergeant Slaughter here, obviously, uh, you know, the American hero character, then turning on the fans, supporting, uh, I think Iraq during the war, um, you know, he got death threats and that was a day where, you know, no matter what, hey, you you live that like character. You wouldn't see him out and about. Obviously, social media wasn't a thing where he could go and just say, hey, just kidding. It's just my character. Uh, relax or anything like that. Undertaker threw everything. And that is why this last dance special is so interesting. Excuse me, last ride. I got the last dance in my head. I've made that mistake a couple of times. Uh, so it's, it's more like, hey, when is the right time to hang up the boots? It's, it's more, this is the first time that we've ever seen kind of behind the scenes. And we've seen the Undertaker uh, be on camera kind of as a true, uh, you know, documentary. So uh, really interesting ideas there. Uh, another example that Pat uh, and the boys brought up was, you know, this whole Rusev-Lana kind of feud. Obviously, it's absolutely ridiculous where 
you know, we know that Lana and Rusev are married. They live in the same house. And, uh, you know, but part of the storyline was that, you know, they got divorced and now Lana is married to Lashley. And, um, you know, but you'd see them on social media, obviously, in the same house throughout all that, right? So completely kind of ki- killing that mystique. So it's just an interesting idea. I mean, let me know what you guys think about this. Um, should wrestlers kind of devote, because this is not just, hey, uh, a nine to five job. This is devoting your whole life. For basically 30 years, Undertaker could not be seen out in public uh, outside of character. He couldn't be interviewed on a talk show he couldn't be you know interviewed for a special interview he always had to be in the character do you think that's that's too much now obviously he gave a lot of credit to to that as far as why he's had a 30-year career but you know obviously there's more to that you know there's the fact that he's physically intimidating uh there's the fact that he is so athletic uh there's a lot of different facts besides just the fact that he was in character He also spoke to the fact that kind of the difference in the camaraderie uh, in the locker room, uh, especially on international flights. So, you know, back in his day, they would do an international flight. They'd all be together. They'd go to the show. After that, you know, they'd go to the bar, shut down the bar, party, hang out as as a team, really. Really a great way for them to build that camaraderie, that trust, that respect to get to know each other. Uh, he said, you know, nothing personally against it, but nowadays, uh, you know, a lot of wrestlers will uh, perform and then they'll go, you know, maybe just back to the room, play video games, kind of just hang out in isolation. And that's maybe some of the reason that there's not this, this, um, you know, behind the scenes camaraderie uh, anymore. Not necessarily that, like I said, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, especially if you have a family. I think it's smart to, to stay out of trouble. But, you know, I think that, uh, you know, just from some of the stories that we, we hear, maybe everyone's not as close as they used to be. Another topic that he talked about was kind of this idea of the locker room leader. He said that he never really did anything to try to be the locker room leader. He didn't really know what was happening at the time. But since he had such a good relationship with corporate, obviously being really good friends with Vince McMahon, he was able to represent corporate. And also give the experience and speak from, you know, his true stories and pull guys, guys and gals aside and, and give them some, some, uh, some feedback and some direction on what they should be doing. Uh, so I thought that, you know, that that was interesting. And really, he wasn't sure who the current locker room leader is. And, you know, with the lack of camaraderie, guys just kind of working and going their separate ways. Maybe there isn't, you know, the, the same kind of push to be a locker room leader, to take someone to the side, um, you know, and he wasn't really sure, yeah, who that current locker room leader was if it wasn't Roman Reigns right now. You know, another aspect that could be, you know, good or it could also be bad uh, was his idea of, you know, maybe how hungry everybody is. You know, he's like, maybe everyone just wants to respect each other, get along. And back in his locker room, you know, he had himself, uh, Stone Cold, Bret Hart, uh, Triple H, um, you know, Shawn Michaels, all those guys, not necessarily backstabbing each other, but definitely would do whatever it takes to get to the top. Nowadays, more very respectful. Whoever, you know, is assigned as, as a lead guy, whoever the company is definitely behind, that's kind of this their leader. It's not as much of, you know, that, that competition to be number one, to be the top guy. 
And that's good and bad. It's good to have that ambition. It's good to be hungry and want to be number one. I definitely believe in that. But there, you know, there's also the bad thing of all the politics and obviously some of the backstabbing that had to happen for people to become the locker room leader and to become the, the man back then, as opposed to just letting the company decide, um, hey, we're going to pay you either way but we're going to decide who is the top person and uh, who's maybe more of a mid card person. So definitely recommend you checking out uh, this interview, whether it's with uh, McAfee and Hawk sports talk, or whether it's one of the other rounds that, that the undertaker is making. He also mentioned that in tr uh, traditional Vince McMahon, traditional WWE um, kind of style, the last episode is going to be Sunday, I believe 10 AM Eastern. And as of Thursday, as of yesterday, uh, they're still putting the final touches on it. It kind of uh, goes along with the stories that we hear from Monday Night Raw, how the uh, the script is tossed out. Uh, what's going to happen is tossed out uh, an hour before it happens, and they're putting the final touches on it maybe minutes before it go live. So even with a proper documentary that they're going around, doing the media rounds, promoting it, trying to get everyone to watch it on the network, uh, even something like that is uh, has, has the final touches on it. Uh, the very last minute. So yeah, I just want to want to talk about, so let us know, uh, you know, follow us on our Facebook page at wrestling stable on Facebook, uh, you know, tweet us at wrestling stable on Twitter. Also, you could find us, uh, look for wrestling stable on YouTube, leave us a comment, let us know what you think. Love to talk to you more. Uh, but thanks for checking out wrestling stable. Have a great, great weekend. And we will see you Monday. Uh, and thanks for visiting Wrestling Stable, where you don't join, you're chosen.